The job. The stress. We are, there is an active shooter working at Douglas. Multiple gunshots are being fired. Politics. Politics. Pressure. Pressure. Get out of here. We got a guy with a long rifle. We don't know where the hell he's at. Fear. Survival. Control 765, I need the radio for a minute. Be advised, we are taking fire from a very high floor. We believe it's possibly coming from the Mandalay Bay. And we get it. And we have to do better. The truth behind the badge. Presented by the Team South Florida Law Enforcement Charity. Good evening. This is Rich with another episode, special, special episode tonight. I am really excited to have a host of board members from the Florida Tour de Force joining us in this fabulous studio today. Let me go around the room real quick and uh, just a brief introduction of who's here. Hi, I'm Kevin, uh, the vice president of the Florida Tour de Force. I'm Todd, one of the board members of Florida Tour de Force. And I'm Q, I'm one of the board members as well. I just want to thank each of you for taking the time. I know everybody's got really busy schedules and everything. It means a lot to try to get this message out. Thank you. Glad to be here. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. My pleasure. What is the Florida Tour de Force and how did it get started for somebody that might not somehow be familiar with you guys? Okay, the Florida Tour de Force is a 300-mile charity ride to honor raise money for the families of Florida law enforcement officers that were killed in the line of duty. It was started back in 1997 by the now-retired detective Mark DeMarcus of the North Miami Beach Police Department. It was started in honor of Trooper Robert Smith, who was killed in the line of duty when his vehicle was rear-ended by a drunk driver. The gas tank exploded, and he, 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 um, the vehicle caught fire, and he burned to death. Oh, wow. So you guys have been, the Tour de Force has been in existence for over 20 years. Is that correct? Yeah. That's that is correct. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's really amazing. Was this probably one of the toughest years with, with the COVID-19 challenges and everything? I mean, how difficult was the decision-making with all that stuff going on for the board? Um, I'll, I'll take a stab at that. I think it was uh, real challenging because uh, Todd and I and uh, Flo, who was our, our president of the Florida Tour de Force, started discussing this uh, before April, I mean, I think we were back in maybe the end of February, first part of March, I believe, Todd. Um, That's correct. Yeah, talking about, uh, you know, how um, the whole COVID response, the corona response across the uh, state of Florida, additionally across the entire United States was going to impact us. Um, and, and for the first time, we realized, I think, as it got later and later into March and closer into April, that we most likely weren't going to be able to have it in April, which has been the, uh, the the usual month or time frame that we've had it every year. So there's been some challenging uh, challenging times for sure uh, this year because of the virus. Yeah, I know. I look forward. And really, there's there's there, there's never been anything uh, else in the history of the tour that that's caused us to do a a, a cancellation like this. Yeah, it's absolutely unprecedented and i know i look forward to it every year that's one of the first things i do at shift pick every january is put out my vacation time so hmm. on on that note i know you just mentioned uh possibly canceling it i'm really hoping and i know a lot of people are hoping that it gets postponed hope i don't know if anybody wants to talk about or are there plans for maybe postponing it and not canceling it and is there anything else going on in the meantime how we can still honor our fallen law enforcement officers there are there well, are definitely plans for for this just being a postponement um we're, we're we're certainly waiting anxiously for you know things across the country to kind of settle down with COVID 19 um to get us to the point where we can ultimately make a decision on some new dates uh, until then, um, you know, Kevin has some, some stuff we have going on that he, he can talk about. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, so Todd and I, when we were discussing this back in the early part of March and mid-March, even in the some parts of April, we thought that uh, the more people that won't be able to help support us, and, and let's face it, we do rely on a lot of uh, law enforcement agencies throughout the multiple jurisdictions that we travel through on our five-day tour, 
to help out and they couldn't. And they were telling Todd, who was doing a great job getting in touch with them, that they were not going to be able to support anything probably into May and, and maybe even into June. So the more he started hearing um, that they were being pushed back more and more just from a safety standpoint, a lot of the agencies were closing down training and so forth. We saw it come to fruition that we most likely weren't going to be able to have a physical five-day tour. So I started to think about some other things that I've seen uh, done online in a response to the coronavirus across the United States and uh, even across the, 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 the world. And one of the things that came up with was a do-it-yourself tour de force. The Florida tour de force, do-it-yourself ride. We have been able to come up with some dates um, and the do-it-yourself ride is actually this weekend. It's March, or I'm sorry, May 15th through May 17th. Starts at eight o'clock in the morning on Friday and it goes till 8 p.m. on Sunday. And it affords people the whole weekend to do it yourself, do the ride. Now the ride's 277 miles. You can do that over the weekend, which is a whole heck of a lot of riding. Then we are encouraging folks to ride the entire month of May and tally up all the miles that they ride. Post that with our Florida Tour de Force DIY. It's FLTDF DIY hashtag on our Facebook page and our, and our other social media sites on, on Twitter and Instagram and so forth. And post the miles with a picture of yourself riding. And we're also asking if they pledge either 50 cents or a dollar per mile or whatever they want to pledge for the amount that they ride and then donate that to the Florida Tour de Force, which of course will go to the families of the police officers killed in the line of duty in 2019. So that's kind of how it started. We, we are really open for a really good push this weekend and, and ultimately for a good push the entire month of, of May. So just so I understand it correctly, the hashtag is going to be FLTDF DIY and yes. there's, there's no real time frame. If somebody can't get to riding today, tomorrow, or this weekend, and they want to do it later this month, they can do that. Absolutely. I only put, Rich, the, I only put a, a, a date on it, if you will, just to give something uh, to look forward to. Just give them a date time frame for people to look forward to, but they can certainly do it all month long, yes. Awesome. And I know you mentioned a couple of rough figures for that. I could tell you from personal experience, I've participated in various rides. One of the things I love about the Florida Tour de Force is it really is open for a lot of people in a lot of different areas. Some rides require well over $1,000, upwards of $2,000 and higher just to be able to participate. Are you guys the same? No, we're definitely not the same there. Uh, we really don't have really your only requirements to participate in the ride is, is to pay your registration. Uh, the full week registration fee is uh, is only $190. Uh, and that actually includes a uh, t-shirt and a jersey um, if, you, if you do the full week ride. Um, you are required to pay your expenses during the trip. You have to pay your own hotel expenses. We have many hotel partners along the route that give us discounted rates. Um, so you're paying your own expenses uh, for the ride, but uh, there, other than your registration fee, there are no requirements. Obviously, we we encourage all of our riders to try to get, you know, supporters to support them on the ride and help them raise money for us. And that's you know where where a lot of our our donations come from, and uh, th that's really how we've always worked it. All right, and then two follow up questions to that. First one is going to be, what if somebody can't do the whole week-long ride? What if they can only do one day or two days? That's fine. You can come out for one day, two days, five days. Um, it, it's, it's totally open uh, for each individual rider. Some people you know, can't get off work for a whole week, just come out for a day. Yeah, and to add to what Todd's saying, we've got uh, the Miami – edition which is monday typically the palm beach martin county edition on tuesday and so forth so as we go up the coastline every day seems to have its own little theme if you will either through the counties we go through um, i know thursdays have always been um, collegiate sport jersey day 
So people like to wear their favorite college uh, or university jerseys and other things. So it kind of people can come out for the one day or they come out for all five. And it's really been great over the years. That's awesome. Where does all of the money raised actually go? That's one of the best parts. So all, all of the money raised during the ride uh, go, goes directly to the surviving families of the law enforcement officers that are lost here in the state of Florida in the prior year. So, for example, our ride this year, uh, when it does take place, will will benefit the families of all the officers uh, that were lost in the line of duty in 2019. Um, and, I, and I think it's important for us to point out that when we say all of the monies go to, to the families, all of the support staff uh, for Florida Tour de Force are 100% volunteer. Nobody is paid a dime. So it enables us to truly provide all of the funds raised directly to the families. I got to tell you, our organization, that's one of our only requirements to be a member is that you acknowledge and understand that you will be a 100% volunteer. And it's something to be so proud of. And it makes us proud to play a very small part in participating and supporting you guys because we absolutely love that. I'm glad you mentioned it. I'm glad you pointed that out. I also got to thank you. I can tell you firsthand, uh, some of us, thanks to our North Northern Florida representative, Mo and Dara up in Tallahassee over there. He extended the invitation and graciously let us see the ceremony in Tallahassee. And Todd, I remember standing there watching you speak specifically. And it was, it was really cool to see from a writer's perspective, starting it out, seeing what we went through, and then seeing the funds, if you will, the gift baskets, if you will, going directly to the families. It's, it's really something to be proud of. I, I love that you guys do that. And we love doing yeah. it. Yeah, Rich, uh, and, and to kind of add to what Todd's saying, that was one of the uh, things that, that really drove me to the Tour de Force because I heard about it through a friend 16 years ago. I think I'm on my 16th tour. Uh, I heard about it, and uh, I liked the idea that nobody on the tour got paid the monies went directly to the families. I think Todd and I and Q, we've all talked, even in Rich, we've even talked on uh, the nights that we get a chance to get back to the hotels and you know chill out for the night after a long day in the saddle. And we talk about how the monies go to the families and we never want to see anybody killed in the line of duty. We've had some high numbers. You know, we've had some, I think the year before, we've had close to 12 line of duty deaths I think 2019, we're at six line of duty deaths. And those numbers are always one. One is too many, obviously. We're, we would all agree with that. Absolutely. But the fact that that money goes there, the fact that the money, uh, you know, stays within the state of Florida, obviously, because we are the Florida Tour de Force, is very important to all of us. Um, and, and being able to see those families get something from our hard work is really rewarding. Well, and, I, and I'll add, I'll add to that. No, go ahead, Hugh. I was going to say, just to piggyback off of that, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that we're the only organization that gives the money directly to the family. There is no middleman. We make sure that the check, the money goes to their hands directly. We we do. We uh, we we make contact with all of the agencies directly, and um, and we work uh, together also with the. Uh, the Florida FOP that, that runs the memorial in Tallahassee. Um, worked directly with Noelle there, who's, who's been running it for the last few years. And uh, she, she uh, gets us in touch with the families and their representatives. And, um, you know, we typically talk to them ahead of time. Um, and another thing that we do that, that I kind of wanted to point out. So, I mean, obviously, you know, the goal is to, you know, raise awareness for the, the officers lost and, and monies for the families. <clears throat> but some of the other things we do on the ride, we don't just give the families money. Um, when, when they get the, the bag at the memorial from us, um, there, there's other items in there. We make a challenge point every year that has all of the uh, fallen officers' names on, on the coin. Um, we have uh, some sponsors that donate armbands 
um, that have all of the officers' names on them. And during the ride, all of the riders take turns wearing different armbands um, to, to honor each of the fallen officers. And those are some of the things that we give to the family um, at, the, at the memorial. And we then get to meet with them after the ceremony. Um, they always have a barbecue for the families. And the, the appreciation for the armbands, for the coins and things like that, it, it, it almost seems like the appreciation comes out of them more for that stuff than it does for the money, as important as the money probably is to them. Um, so I, I, I love being able to give them those things from the ride. I could tell you from our interaction with a lot of the families, I would 100% agree with you. I think the biggest thing for a lot of these families is seeing people honor their loved one and, and why people get involved, why people ride, support it, participate. And there's all different ways you can participate. Let me go backwards over here. Let me start with Q, then go to Todd, and then go to Kevin. Is there... Was there any specific inspiration or some cause why you became involved in the Tour de Force? And then the second question is going to be, maybe if you want to share a special memory or something that stuck out out of all the previous years, just something that you'd like to share with everybody. Okay. I came on the tour in 2005, so I don't have much time as my other colleagues on there. I was pulled in reference on marketing. And as, as you're all aware, and uh, maybe your audience doesn't know, each year we customize a Lamborghini to honor the officers that have fallen, using their department logos, pictures, badges, so on and so forth. I, I try to customize them different every year to keep that spark going. But once I was drawn into the tour, I was immediately hooked in because um, all of us unfortunately know somebody who was killed in the line of duty. And like um, Kevin said earlier, we pray for that one year where we can just ride for zero officers. That's the ultimate goal, to ride for zero officers. And as far as your second question, one memory that sticks to me, I can go back to 2018 when Orlando lost four officers. I was waiting for the um, for Lamborghini to pick up their vehicle and Officer Baxter's wife and the kids ran up to the vehicle and I remember the smallest one, I think she was two years old. She started screaming, that's my daddy. That's my daddy. When she saw his picture, that broke my heart and it still breaks my heart. And that's what makes me still want to do this. Just to make the family happy. And that, and that girl played with that car for about 10, 15 minutes. We just stayed there while the girl played with the car as long as she wanted to play with the car. That was an awesome experience for me and I'll never forget that. Yeah, that family is absolutely amazing. We are absolutely blessed to have the relationship we do with them and uh, our heart goes out to them. We were in the courtroom earlier this year with them. And it was just, they're beyond words. Absolutely, absolutely amazing. Uh, go ahead, Todd. So I have been involved with the tour. Uh, the, the first couple of years, I, I actually only uh, did it the, the first day of the ride. Um, I've been involved, I think this is my 14th year, 13th or 14th year. Um, I mean, obviously being in law enforcement, it's, it's, it's an easy draw uh, for, you know, as I think it would be for anybody in law enforcement um, who has known somebody that's been lost in the line of duty. Um, as far as a memory uh, for me, I, I'd have to say it was three years ago. It was actually during our 20th uh, anniversary ride. Uh, I, I just, I thought it was really cool. As Q had mentioned earlier, the uh, Florida Tour de Force started in 1997 uh, to honor Trooper Robert Smith, who had been killed in the line of duty, as he mentioned. And for our 20th anniversary, Lisa Smith, who is uh, Trooper Smith's wife, uh, came out and rode the entire week with us. Uh, she had never ridden in the tour before. Um, and she came out and she rode the whole week and literally never stopped once. And I just thought it was so cool that she came out with us. Wow. That was a good memory. 
Very cool. How about you, Kevin? So, yeah, great stories um, from both Q and Todd, for sure. I started, uh, like I said, about 16, 17 years ago. And I started because a friend of mine that worked in the same agency as I worked at, or still work at, um, wanted to do this ride. And we ended up doing the full five days right off the bat, very first time. And I've never looked back. I thought it was a great opportunity <clears throat> to ride, get out of the office, you know, get on the bicycle and ride. But the more I got into it on, on that week, the more I met folks like Tony, folks like Paul, uh, two, two, folk, two, two wonderful, wonderful men. Um, I'm going to say this, and I know they're going to probably, uh, you know, smack me the next time they see me. But for their age, <laughs> they do a fantastic job leading the front of the Peloton, as they have done every single year since I've been a part of the tour. But to see their drive, determination, their spirit, and I ride the tour, and I go up and down the Peloton, I go up and down the group of people and talk to them and do things in the morning and talk. And I mean, a very, very uh, small part to what Q and Todd does in terms of logistics and getting things to go. And, and I like to be, you know, in front of people and, and, and it really, it builds my spirit up and it makes me feel very humble to be a part of this. Um, and, and that's kind of what kept me going. Uh, some of the memories Todd's really good at remembering some things here, and I get caught up sometimes in the moment. I do remember Lisa Smith. That was great. I remember several years ago leaving Titusville, and it was 25 degrees, 25-mile-an-hour wind out of the north. You know, we still continue to ride, and, and no one complained. We actually enjoyed ourselves because we knew we were doing it for the fallen officers. But I think maybe personally for me, uh, last year's tour when, when we met – some family members, uh, they, they actually joined us at the, um, the law enforcement museum in Titusville, where we always make it a point on the fourth day to stop mm -hmm. at. They came there. I got a chance to meet them. And it's, it really, really hit me hard in the gut when I got a chance to see the family, the loved ones of an officer that was killed in the line of duty, um, to see them and to, to know that we were doing something really, really good for their loved one that was a, a pretty powerful moment for me it just dawned on me um i know i'm asking you the questions but i'm going to answer my own question really quick because i just <laughs> want to give you guys a shout out i don't know who was involved in this and i don't know if it was planned well ahead of time or last minute but 2018 and we rode in for the 2017 officers, and I think, Todd, you alluded to uh, Orlando and what they dealt with and faced. I remember specifically, before riding in, everybody got kind of rearranged, if you will, and we had, I know that was a horrible, horrible year. Orange County Sheriff's Office lost Norm Lewis. Uh, Orlando Police lost Lieutenant Deborah Clayton. Kissimmee Police lost Matt Baxter and Sergeant Sam Howard. It was so cool when we rode in that the whole pack was led by people from those agencies. Yeah. Know, Kevin, you want to add anything on that? I mean, it's just, that was really, really cool. Well, yeah, no, that's a, that's a great, that's a great memory. I mean, uh, the, the, the one thing that we try to do in all the different counties that we go to, especially if they've had officers from those counties uh, killed in a line of duties, we have members representing those agencies lead the front. We've, we've done that as, as long as I can remember. Um, and it, it's a really powerful statement when those deputies or police officers or families of the fallen police officers or deputy sheriffs get to lead the Peloton. Because like, like I mentioned, Tony and I mentioned Paul, two great guys that have always led the front of the pack here. They have no problem whatsoever pulling back and letting those loved ones or, or deputies or police officers, you know, that were their partners, lead the front of the Peloton through that town or through that county and all that. I'll tell you what a powerful statement that makes. Yeah. I and if I can just piggyback off of that. Um, sure. As you know, Rich, um, we spend hours and hours on the phones with these departments to make sure their departments are involved. We don't forget anyone. Uh, that, that particular ride, we also have to thank um, Captain Torres from the Sheriff's Department and Officer Roman from Orlando PD. They helped us out greatly and they, they made sure that they had 
they were they were well represented that on day five. Hmm. Nice. What is well, yeah, and that was the first time in in many years that we went somewhere other than ended somewhere other than Daytona Beach. Yeah, that was a good point. I I know there was a lot of concerns with traffic and everything. I I got yeah, there, there there was a lot lot different logistically. Um, you know, it, it's it's kind of interesting how just planning literally just the last day of the ride how much difference there is logistically from our, our normal ending in Daytona Beach Shores to going to Orlando. And, and they were, they were very helpful in, in organizing all that for us. Yeah. Well, from the outside looking in, I've been happy at either destination. I got to tell you, it's just the ride. I, I think you could probably have me end in anywhere. And it's, it's the camaraderie on the ride, riding, talking to people, getting to know everybody, just same mission, same goal. So can't say enough about it. Uh, Todd, you just got, brought up another question that I had mentioned to myself, ask you guys. I don't know how many people realize what's involved in the planning stages. Is this, uh, is this something that you guys get together the month before the event and you just figure, let's do it? Or is this an all year thing? Is it a couple of months? Huh. So basically we have our first meeting for the following year's ride one month after this year's ride so uh last year we had the ride in april and in may we had our first meeting for the 2020 ride you guys don't waste much yeah time. And, yeah rich just to go even further than that to be honest with you when the when the, when the first ride is over we're already setting up on the next ride because hmm. it seems a, a year away is not enough time takes a lot of planning, a lot of work to coordinate to get through 44 jurisdictions. So we start immediately the day after. All that's, year long. That's crazy, over 40 jurisdictions. Speaking of which, how important is it to have the motor support each year? I got I to gotta tell you, uh, Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office amazes me every single year. I hate to point one agency out over another, so I'm not downplaying any agency, but I'm just giving a little bit of credit because those guys are just – unbelievable every year how important is the motor support for you guys well i i can tell you rich and uh, you know you've ridden as, uh, as well alongside me but from a rider's perspective it's huge um knowing that we're going to have the escorts all the way up the east coast usually a1a us1 or whatever and have the motors coming through to help us get through intersections safely that's uh probably one of the coolest parts for even me as a law enforcement officer, I've talked to a lot of, uh, of my civilian, if you will, you know, non-law enforcement friends that are on the ride, and man, they dig it. They love going through the tunnel in Miami or up near Fort Lauderdale, rather. Um, they love that. They love coming out the other side. The motors bombing through there, and, but it's all it's all cool. It sounds great, but you know, the safety factor is uh, what it's all about. Um, and yeah, I heard you talk about Palm Beach County. We do a great job in Palm Beach County with the motors and, and what they bring on it. But you know what? The entire way, as you mentioned too, we could not do it without motor support, without cars along the way uh, that really help us get through. It's it's just a big, big part of the tour. And that starts obviously, you know, months out uh, as well. So we can make sure that they're aware and put us on the calendar so that they know they can have the, the response available to be able to get all those resources out there because on one given day usually on day two todd and q what would you guys we, we probably have close to 60 or 70 motors and mark units and everything else just taking us through those counties yeah we sure do and, and one, one thing to add to that when i had to cancel the motors this year those guys were like really disappointed really disappointed that the tour was not going through in april so, yeah, Q, Q does a lot of the pl logistical planning with with uh, motors from all the different jurisdictions uh, that we go through, and and I know there's a lot to that. Um, and just to piggyback off everything that Kevin said, I mean, the bottom line is the motors are are absolutely vital to our ride. I mean, it, it's they they enable the ride to uh, first and foremost be extremely safe. And uh, that is obviously, you know, the most important thing. And, uh, it, you know, it just makes the ride 
smooth the whole way through. Where is the it? ride couldn't happen without them. The not, ride could not happen without motors. I agree. It not, could not. Not to put you guys on the spot, but where is that location? I'm trying to think. Is it is it Palm Beach going into Martin County where it's almost like a changing of the guards and we end up thanking a whole bunch of those guys and they pull over to the side of the road? Yeah, that's uh, it, it's a lot of the jurisdictions, Rich, uh, as we go north. But the, the big one I think you're thinking about is up in Jupiter. We make a right-hand turn off of US-1 to get ready to go over to Jupiter Island, and all of the Palm Beach motors peel off and get to the side there as we're making that right-hand turn, and we're, we're greeted by Martin County Sheriff's Office. We're greeted by Jupiter Island Police and uh, led through Jupiter Island. But that's I think that's what you're thinking about, where we have a line, just a, a large, large line and group of motors from Palm Beach and, and Delray Beach, West Palm Beach, Boca Raton, all the different municipalities within Palm Beach County that all sit there and we wave to them and it's, it's very, very motivating. Yeah, that's a, that's a perfect way to describe it, is motivating. All right, uh, Q, your logistics from what Todd just said. So let me ask you, for the motor officer that might happen to hear this podcast or the sergeant in the motor unit, if they want to help out and they haven't helped out in the past, you guys are the more the merrier, so to speak. Is that fair to say? You're, you're happy to have them? You don't really have a limit right now on motor support? There is, who wants to help? There is no limit whatsoever. And like it was explained earlier, I reach out to every single agency in Dade and Broward County. So I make sure that nobody's left out. Awesome. And for, for this ride, this would have been our first ride. We would have started out with almost 70 motors leaving Dade County. I had 70 motors confirmed. Wow. Uh, Kevin, awesome force. Kevin, you mentioned something about talking to civilian personnel before. I think that's another point to mention. Uh, do you have to be a sworn law enforcement officer to ride, to volunteer, to help out? You, you certainly do not. I mean, I think our ride numbers grew exponentially over the last years because as a, as, a, as a collective, as a group, uh, the board got together and, and started to open it up to people outside of law enforcement, people outside of the fire services and so forth. And I think once we did that, numbers blew up. They exploded. We found out that there's a lot of folks out there that aren't in law enforcement that really, really have a, a mutual understanding, a love, a supportive nature as it relates to law enforcement and wanting to give back to their community. Uh, there, there's, listen, some great people that we've met along the way that aren't cops that are just as dedicated as any law enforcement officer, firefighter, military person I've ever run across. Before we go further, Rich, I think it's important to mention that a lot of civilians use the tour de force as their vacation because it's the safest way to see South Florida and the routes and the things that we take are the, the most breathtaking that you can imagine. Well, that is a very good point. What about uh, agency heads like chiefs and sheriffs? A lot of times we hear it starts from the top. Do you guys have participation or support from all these different jurisdictions, from sheriffs and chiefs? 100% support from all the chiefs that I've made contact with. And, and same thing, uh, Rich, for us too. Um, our local sheriffs, uh, you know, they sometimes, because of their, the nature of their day-to-day jobs and all that they may not be able to come out directly and, and show their support in person but they're certainly giving it to us by the use of the motors by the use of allowing us to go and do these events uh and things of that nature uh i know in palm beach county specifically our police uh pba our police uh, benevolent association comes out with the grill team actually on day one on the end of day one monday and they provide a very very nice barbecue for us Martin County Sheriff, uh, Sheriff Snyder does the same thing in Martin County on day two, has his uh, folks up there do a really, really good spread at the end of day two. And that continues all the way up to uh, Palm Bay, Cocoa, uh, Titusville, every every uh, municipality, jurisdiction, and so forth along the way helps out Juno Beach, Juno Beach Police Department and the chief there, Chief Smith. Uh, does a great job of really supporting us and putting food on the table for us as we come through. Uh, I know hot dogs and, and ice cream are always a big, big, uh, big plus there in Juno Beach when we go rolling through their town. That's for sure. Um, I'm, I'm, so I'm laughing, every I'm laughing because I remember the ice cream over there. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, so the, yeah, the chiefs, uh, the 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 sheriffs, other heads. We've got political figures that like to come out uh, and really show their support along the way. So it's been uh, it's been very very nice. Yeah, and a lot a lot of the days that that we start wherever we start and or end the ride, a lot of times the local um, chief or sheriff from that uh, jurisdiction will, will come out and, you know, say some words and, and, um, you know, in support of us. Uh, so that, you know, we, we do have chiefs that and sheriffs that actually ride with us, but they all support us along the way. I mean, all the agencies that we stop at that support us, I mean, every day of the week from, you know, Boca to Fort Pierce to Martin County to Cocoa. Um, I mean, all of them, Palm Bay, I mean, every day the, the agency support that we get is just, and it's vital. And that was, you know, unfortunately, you know, one of the major factors in our decision to have to postpone the ride is obviously so many of these agencies had to cancel any type of large group activities and without their support, we just, we just couldn't do it. What is some of the ways or what's the easiest way that somebody can support you guys support the Florida tour de force? Maybe some social media plugs if you want. Um, I, I'd like to kick off if I could just with the do it yourself ride that is scheduled for this weekend, but certainly a rider that wants to support us and, and support our cause can ride the entire month of May, donate 50 cents, donate a dollar per mile, whatever that might be. Now we're, we're asking that they try to ride the full length, which is 277 miles. Uh, and then pledge money towards that to go to the tour. And uh, the tour will actually give all that money, of course, to the families of those officers killed in the line of duty. Um, and that's under the hashtag FLTDFDIY. FLTDFDIY. All right. And then I know you guys are on Twitter and Instagram. It's FLTDF. And then Facebook is Florida Tour de Force. And I don't know who's in charge of the website, but that's helpful too because I could tell you I had some people from Las Vegas asking me for information. The easiest thing I did was I just sent them the link to the website, which really, really hard to remember website, floridatourdeforce.org. So. Exactly. And, and Rich, if I could add too on, the, uh, on our webpage, it has a sign-up sheet for this particular event. And we're asking people to go to our webpage or you can go to our Facebook page and our Facebook page has an event for this as a DIY events page that has all the necessary links that will take you essentially to our webpage. You fill out this form. It, it's basically a pledge form that says what you're willing to ride and what you're willing to pledge per mile sends the information to us so we can take a look at it. We'll be able to know who all registers for the ride. So that's one way. And then also another easy way to do it is that you can go to our, our webpage, floridatortaforce.org, and you can click on the donate screen and you can donate directly there. Even if you don't want to ride, you can just donate directly to the cause because uh, we're going to get all this together in the hopes and desire and everything else to get up to Tallahassee in June, which is when, Todd, correct me if I'm wrong, they pushed back the ceremony for the fallen officers until June. Yes, they're they're working on June. They have their tentative dates. They're still not, you know, a hundred percent on it um, with everything going on. But that's that's the goal. So obviously, you know, we're trying to do everything we can to still raise funds, even though we couldn't have, uh, you know, the ride in April uh, for for the families, so we can still support the families. Nice. Well, speaking of support, I know that most events have a title sponsor. Does the Florida Tour de Force have a title sponsor? Uh, we've had uh, the same title sponsor for, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, I believe it's six years now. Uh, Denny's has been our title sponsor. Uh, yes. They came on board with us uh, again six years ago, and they just every year have, have uh, you know, kind of stepped it up more and more. I mean, we have so many sponsors. You know, it'd, it'd be impossible for me to start, you know, naming everybody because I wouldn't want to forget anybody. Um, but there's so many uh, sponsors. It's, it's not just the agencies and, and all the police departments that, that support us. It's the, you know, the, the sponsors from the private sector and the businesses 
uh, that, that help support us as well that are, you know, also equally vital to the ride. And if people want to support those who support you guys, is, is that on the website so people can see who those sponsors are? Absolutely. Uh, on, on our website, floridasortaforce.org, there's a sponsors page. Uh, and in that page, you can see the entire list of all, all the uh, businesses that have sponsored us over the years. And you can click right on their logos and, and go directly to their websites to you know help support those that are supporting us. Awesome. All right, we're we're nearing the end of this. Uh, being that we're in the middle of police week, I would be remiss if I didn't take the opportunity. So let me uh, maybe start with Kevin, then go to Todd, and then go to Q. What does it mean for each of you right now, just police week in general? What does it mean? You know, I can remember, Rich, back in 1988, I was on the job about a year, maybe a year and a half tops. Uh, one of my colleagues was shot and killed in the line of duty. And I remember how I reacted to that. Uh, and over the years, unfortunately, many of my colleagues have fallen in the line of duty. And May is always a somber month. It's always a time of remembrance. Sometimes we get caught up, though, in our day-to-day -day activities and the workload and things like that. So I'm glad that you brought it to the forefront reminded everybody reminded those that may be listening to the podcast that may is law enforcement memorial month i know um washington dc although they can't do it this year because of the virus i know they always have a very large event in in washington dc for memorial month so it just means a lot of remembrance a lot of uh, paying a homage or a homage to those that have fallen. And I got to tell you, from a personal note, my son just graduated the field training program just the other day. So now he's out on his own. So it's a, it's an added little concern, but also a big bonus for me too, knowing that uh, he's going to be able to continue in my footsteps, you know, after I retire. So. Wow. That's awesome. All right, go ahead, Todd. So, yeah, I, obviously, with everything going on, unfortunately, uh, this year's uh, memorial in, in D.C. is, is going to be very different, as a lot of things are different right now. They are still going to be having a, a virtual vigil, um, as opposed to the live one that they have every year. I, I mean, listen, I, I've, been, I've been to the memorial in D.C. probably, uh, I don't, it's got to be at least 10 times. Um, it, it's, it's one of those things that, uh, I truly believe every law enforcement officer needs to attend at least one time. It really just drives home exactly why we're doing what we're doing with Florida Tour de Force. Seeing the families. And uh, I mean, one thing I'll, I'll, I'll never forget the very first time I went, I'll never forget watching a young kid etching a name on the wall onto a piece of paper. I don't know who he was. It could have been his mother, his father, his uncle, who knows. And just watching that kid do that, it's something that I've never forgotten. Yeah, I, I could tell you our last podcast we just did, I was talking to an 18-year veteran from upstate New York, and he was pretty blunt. He said, if you're in this profession and you never make it up to D.C. to the memorial or at least a state memorial, you're doing yourself a disservice. He was that blunt about it. So I, I get where you're coming from, Todd. Yeah. All right, Q, how about you? Basically, they took most of the words out of my mouth, but this is a week where we, I mean, even though we do reflect, we really need to reflect and we sit back and we think about all the officers that were lost. And, and, and that's the push and that's the motivation and make sure that we keep on striving and become successful. And hopefully, like I said, one year we do this ride, but we ride for no one. We ride just to ride. Man. Well said. Amen. I couldn't agree more. Okay, before I turn it over to you guys for final thoughts, I'm going to give you guys an opportunity just to close it off with any final thoughts, and then I'll have our traditional closing. But I got a little small surprise for you guys. I had a guest that joined us, and I told her how hard you guys work all year doing this event and doing this ride and what it means to us. 
but really we're nobody compared to her. So, Emily, you have anything to tell these guys about the Florida Tour de Force? Kevin, Todd, Q. I mean, what you guys are doing is fucking awesome. I'm sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump right on in and be myself on this, but I am um I'm the wife of fallen BSO deputy Benji Nims and mm-hmm. um obviously this was gonna be the year for, for Benji to be honored uh with everything and it's it's been a difficult year uh so far for everyone. Uh but I I was really hoping to go out um and support the tour de force this year i love what you guys are doing it means so much i can't emphasize that enough oh i cannot God. emphasize that happen. enough and it's gonna happen for I'm, you those words are motivating what's gonna happen for you you're gonna see and i'm gonna be there and i'm gonna show up for it i just need you guys to know how important it is what you guys are doing it makes a fucking difference and it's incredible and i'm just so appreciative to all of you guys for the work that you put in the way that you guys collaborate with all these agencies, you know, the way you bust your ass. I mean, let's face it, you guys are busting your ass to do this. And it means a lot to people like me, to Eliza and Tommy, our two kids, you know, um, just the amount of love that you guys are putting in. That's what it is. It takes love. You guys aren't just doing this because you, for no reason, you know, it's, it's that, that blue family that I've, I've really learned that I have embracing me and you guys are part of that. I just, I can't thank you enough. I cannot put into words how much what you guys are doing means to me. And I can't wait to show up there and support you guys. And while you guys are honoring Benji and everybody else. And we can't wait to meet you. Yeah. My heart goes to Dallas's. But I can't wait to meet you guys. (laughs) Well, that was a good surprise, Rich. You got us on that one, buddy. No, that's okay. I got them because I have a big surprise for her when we when we see her in October. <laughs> so I'm gonna get it back. back. I have a big surprise for her. All right, you, well. I was listening to you, and I feel like we're gonna get along. We're gonna have a great time. <laughs> we're, we're 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 all we're all gonna get along, and and uh, honestly, it's one of the best parts about the ride is when folks like yourself family members come out and join us that's why i mentioned earlier in the podcast when when lisa smith came out to ride with us for the first time in our uh, during our 20th anniversary that that was just something that that things like that are so important to us you right now coming on here it's it's what motivates us it does amen people like you are what motivate me to continue trying to do what we're trying to do and you know, seeing the amount of, of love that you guys are putting into this, the amount of passion that you're putting into this, um, it's incredible. And I just, I wanted to have the opportunity. I'm thankful for Rich for allowing me to hop on here and, and thank you guys uh, even for a second because I cannot wait to be there and just see all, all of the fruits of your labor honoring our heroes. I appreciate you guys so much. I really do. And that's why we cannot wait to be able to reschedule this thing. Yeah, we tell you, we tell you, Emily, that this is just one other way why Benji will not be forgotten. The tour de force makes sure that none of our heroes are forgotten. So, thank you very much, Emily. I appreciate it. Thanks, Emily. I appreciate you guys. Thank you, you, Emily. Have a good night. Good night. night. Take care. All right, tough act to follow, but I wanted to turn it yes. back to you guys for any closing thoughts before I close it <clears> off. <laughs> uh, wow, yeah, you're you're right on that, Rich. Uh, that was very, very uh, sentimental, very touching, and, and that was very, uh, very good of you to bring her on board. I think that was great. I think it adds to uh, why all of us are doing this. Um, to close out, though, I would like to say uh, as a reminder, Florida Tour de Force do-it-yourself is this weekend. Get out and ride if you can. Uh, ride the, the three the three days. Try to get as close to the 277 miles as you can. I know it's a tall order for the weekend. I think the weather's not supposed to be very uh, very cycle-friendly this weekend. Uh, but if you can't do it this weekend, then you know what? Ride all month of May and ride as much as you can and donate as much as you can for the Florida Tour de Force. And please use the hashtag F-L-T-D-F-D-I-Y, and that would be greatly appreciated, appreciated rather, uh, if you can support our cause. Thank you. Those of you that do do the ride, 
uh, like Kevin said, if you can't do it this weekend, you have the whole month of May. The weather's not going to be great. I, if you have a, a, a bike stand or, or a stationary bike at home, do the miles in the house. Any way you can do it, um, you know, pledge what you can. Please help us spread the word. Um, you, you know, anybody that is participating, reach out. Get, get your friends, get your neighbors, get your families to support you and, and help pledge um, you know, donations for us. And let's see if we can still hopefully get some, uh, some monies together for these families in, uh, in June, if the memorial takes place then. Q, anything? And just to close on that, I just want to leave with one note. And I just like to let the listeners know that this is a ride. It's not a race. It's open to novice as well. So you don't have to be a, a professional bike rider to join the ride. The pace is moderate at 12 to 15 miles per hour. You have support vehicles to assist you. And also, like you mentioned before, all the information is available on our website, FloridaForceForce.org. But our contact information is, is on there as well. So if for some odd reason, there's something that's not being answered, you can call us directly, and I can guarantee you that me and Todd will get, get to you within 24 hours. Otherwise, our vice president, Kevin, will get on us. <laughs> yeah, you know, you brought up one last, one good point, Q. There's also brakes along the way, and there's support vehicles, and... If you guys need motivation, you could always throw somebody in our support vehicle with Mike. Sometimes that gets them to go back out and continue pushing forward on the ride. All right. I just want to thank each of you for all that you do. I think it's pretty clear from Emily, especially, how important this tour is for so many people. You guys are doing a great, great job, and thank you so much. Thank you, Rich. Hey, thank Rich, you, thank Rich. you. Thank, thanks for having us. My pleasure. Thank you, Team South Florida, and uh, all, all that you do to uh, help support us as well, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. In closing with our tradition, we like to make sure we say that we mean it when we say we will never forget. So on every day of a podcast, every night of a podcast, we ensure that we honor a fallen officer that was killed in the line of duty on that particular day. So on May 12, 1990, we go back to the Orange County Sheriff's Office where Motor Deputy Thomas Ingram was killed when he was struck by a drunk driver. He responded to a crash involving another drunk driver. Just crazy to think about. While giving first aid to the intoxicated driver of the first incident, another drunk driver drove through the crash scene, striking Deputy Ingram and killing him instantly. Deputy Ingram is survived by his wife, two children, and two grandchildren. May he rest easy, and may we never, ever forget Deputy Ingram or his family. Have a good night.